Morning, everybody. Just checking there. I'm also checking to see if I can see the script because uh, this morning I left my reading glasses at home. I came for the first service, couldn't read the script at all. Thankfully, Pastor Lee Yamkai lent me his pair of glasses, but this is lower down, so if I step back, I can, I can still see it. Uh, today is the day of Pentecost, uh, one of the most important days in our Christian uh, calendar. In fact, uh, it, very important in the history of Christianity. And so before we look at this day of Pentecost, will you join me in a word of prayer? Father, as we look to you and your word now, we pray you speak to all our hearts and give us understanding. Amen. So these days in our modern age, uh, Pentecost can be a few things. For example, Pentecost is the name of a movie character. Do you know which one? Marshall Stacker Pentecost, played by Idris uh, Elba, and he appeared in Pacific Rim. Do we have the, the slides up? Are uh, the slides up? No? Waiting for the slides. Yep. Marshall Stacker Pentecost. And those of you who were watching television yesterday would have seen uh, Idris Elba arriving at the royal wedding. And this is the Pacific Rim movie. Next slide. Right. Right, but more likely today we take Pentecost to mean something to do with the Pentecostal church, with, with its very lively and enthusiastic style of worship. Now, originally, Pentecost meant something very different. Pentecost comes from the Greek word uh, meaning 50 or 50th. And there should be a slide on that too. 50th. Thank you. In Jesus' time, Pentecost was the agricultural festival held on the 50th day after the Passover. It was called uh, Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks. Shavuot means weeks. Now, there are three agricultural festivals in Judaism. The first is the Passover, and some weeks ago I told you about that. The second is Shavuot or Pentecost. Shavuot in Hebrew, Pentecost in Greek. And I'll tell you about this today. The last is the autumn uh, festival called Sukkot. So the Passover and Shavuot occur in the spring. And they are the festivals of the first fruits. It was a time when the Jews would bring the first fruits of the harvest to the temple in Jerusalem to offer to God. Passover was the start of the harvest and the Jews brought in then the barley crop. Whereas Shavuot or Pentecost was the time of the wheat harvest when farmers would bring in the first sheaves of wheat into the temple. It wasn't just any part of the harvest. It was literally the first of the crop. So when the first wheat sprouted, the farmer would tie something to the stalk, like a string or some thread, so that as the rest of the field matured, he would know which sprouted first. That would be the one he would cut. 
it was these first sheaves that were offered to God in thanksgiving. Offered in gratitude that God gave food, but offered also in prayer that the rest of the crop could be brought in safely and not ruined or stolen or destroyed. So Pentecost and the offering of the first sheaves meant that the harvest had begun. The harvest had begun. And more than uh, being an agricultural festival, Pentecost, Shavuot, commemorate the time the Israelites arrived in the Sinai Peninsula, when they came to Mount Sinai. Remember when the Israelites were freed from slavery in Egypt, Moses led them across the Red Sea into the Sinai Peninsula. And there, 50 days after the Passover, the Israelites came to Mount Sinai. And there God gave Moses the Ten Commandments written on two stone tablets. In the Ten Commandments, God gave His people the way He wanted them to live their lives so that God's purposes could be carried out. Okay, so to the first century Jew then, and to the Jews today, Shavuot or Pentecost is about the first fruits of the harvest and about God giving the law to His people. In today's passage in Acts chapter 2, that is the Pentecost the New Testament is talking about. The disciples, Jesus' disciples, were gathered in Jerusalem in one place to celebrate this festival. But then something fantastic and amazing happened. So let me read that out to you. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. And the Bible says, Waiting for the verse. Right, thank you. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. 
But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood, and fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass, that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. The writer who was inspired by God to write this was Luke. Luke was not a Jew. Luke was a Gentile, a non-Jew. But he knew that Pentecost had a special meaning. And Luke wanted to make sure people understood. And Luke, writing about this extraordinary event of wind and fire and his first century Christian audience, would have noted the parallels with the first fruits and the giving of the law. The old Jewish festival, you remember, was a sign that the harvest had begun. And here in the New Testament, the apostles being filled with the Holy Spirit, such that people from so many different places and nations could understand them, that was a sign that the great harvest of nations had begun. The apostles were the first fruits of that harvest. And then when the Israelites fled Egypt and prepared to enter the promised land, you remember, God gave them the law on stone tablets. And all their lives since have centered on keeping the law. But now, in the book of Acts, God has given a new law written on human hearts. A law of grace and love. This is what the prophet Jeremiah was talking about 600 years before the birth of Jesus in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 31 and Jeremiah said behold the days are coming declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt my covenant that they broke though I was their husband declares the Lord for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. How can the law be written on our hearts? How can the great harvest of nations have begun? It is because the Holy Spirit has been given to all 
who believe in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in you. And since Jesus ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit was given from heaven to all believers so that Jesus' presence, Jesus' strength and power, His wisdom would be available to us, to all who call on Jesus. The Holy Spirit, when He first came down, was a terrifying gift. A mighty rushing wind that filled the room. Fire that descended on everyone present. And if you think about it, in every time throughout the Bible, God has used wind and fire. For example, God appeared to Moses in a flame of fire that came out from the midst of a bush that did not consume the bush. When the Israelites fled Egypt with Moses, God went ahead of them in a pillar of fire by night to show them the way. When the Israelites set up their tabernacle, their place of worship for God in the wilderness, fire was in the tabernacle at night so that Israelites would know God was there. When the prophet Elijah went up to Mount, uh, Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, the Bible says the Lord passed by and there was a great and strong wind that smashed into the mountain and then there was fire before God spoke to Elijah. And in the New Testament, John the Baptist spoke of Jesus, the mightier one to come, he says, who would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. So that morning of the Jewish festival of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, that was the empowering of a small group of people in a small room. They were confused, uncertain, maybe they were scared. Most of them were uneducated. And the Holy Spirit came to all of them to unite them as one community, one family. The Holy Spirit came to unite them as one church. The Holy Spirit came to unite them in one mission. And the fire that God gave those apostles and disciples on Pentecost has blazed across the world. That day, the church was launched into the world so that people everywhere could call on the name of Jesus, the one who conquered death. The focus on that day is not to say that it is the norm for us today, that when we become Christians, fire will descend on us, all of us will start speaking in tongues. If you read the rest of Acts, the emphasis for all of that is that the Holy Spirit was given so that the church will have a mission to spread the word so that everyone could call on the name of Jesus. And so for us Christians today, we do not date our Pentecost from the Passover. Our Christian Pentecost is 50 days from Easter, when Jesus rose from the dead. Now, the festival of Shavuot is on now. It began yesterday at uh, sunset. But for Christians... Our Christian Pentecost is today. What is the significance of Pentecost for us today? I think today's passage in Acts on Pentecost reminds us that through the Holy Spirit, God gives new life. God gives power. And God gives 
community. God gives new life. Today's passage says very clearly, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. doesn't say may be saved. Perhaps might be saved. Shall be saved. And being saved doesn't just mean going up to heaven when we die. Being saved means that right now, we can experience grace and love and be transformed. One theologian has said with great insight, that when it comes to Pentecost, it's far more important that you are out there in the wind, letting it sweep through your life, your heart, your imagination, your powers of speech, to transform you from a listless or lifeless believer into someone whose heart is on fire with the love of God. That's new life. and God gives new life through the Holy Spirit. It is not a weak, insipid life because God gives power. Through the Holy Spirit, God makes His power available to all of us. The apostles and disciples at that first Pentecost could suddenly speak in tongues such that others could under, understand them, could hear them and understand them in their own languages. Disciples and apostles were suddenly filled with fiery zeal. Peter, who denied Jesus, you see, he was the first to stand up and speak. And the apostles were so filled with power that they went all over the world fearlessly for Jesus. God gives power. A few uh, years ago, I remember, I've only been there once, but I went to the 1 degree 15 uh, Marina Club, Sentosa Cove. It's a yacht club. And walking through the, the yacht club at night, I saw this very nice yacht there. It's a very strange name. The name of the yacht was Isaiah 4031. Do you remember that famous verse? I'll read it out to you. Isaiah 40, but reading from um, verse 29. And Isaiah says, Of God, He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, He increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. And verse 31, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They who wait for the Lord, we who wait for the Lord, will renew our strength. For God gives power to the faint and strength to the weak. Now just because God can be very dramatic, doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit cannot work quietly. In some Christians, yes, the Holy Spirit works very strikingly and spectacularly. But in others, the Holy Spirit can work softly, slowly, maybe even secretly, but always with the same power. So just because you cannot speak in an angelic language, just because you cannot uh, prophesy or lay hands to heal someone, doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is not in you. If you are a believer, the Holy Spirit is in you and can act powerfully. So don't feel guilty if you don't have the more spectacular spiritual gifts. Don't be jealous of those who do. And if you do have almost the same kind of experience as these early disciples and apostles, then don't be arrogant 
It is not your power. It's God's power. But God gives power to us. God gives new life. God gives power. God also gives community. With the coming of the Holy Spirit to transform believers and give them power, God brings all of us together in one community, one new family. Christianity is very inclusive. You see what it says in today's passage. God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh, on sons and daughters, on young men and old men, but also on male servants and female servants. In other words, male and female, young and old, servants and free. There is no discrimination. Both genders, all ages, all social classes, God unites us in one community. And so I think it's very appropriate then that as one community, we learn to bless others. Beginning today, as you heard just now, till the 9th of September, we will have this blessed journey over four months. Bless, meaning begin with a prayer, listen to a friend, eat with a friend, serve a friend, and share your life stories. This is a habit and lifestyle we can all have here at Amokyo. And we can go on this blessed journey because the Holy Spirit in us binds us in a loving and caring community. Today actually is also Aldersgate Sunday. We remember John Wesley so many years ago when he experienced his second birth and started the Methodist movement which today is the Methodist Church. The Methodists were the ones who were known as the people of the Spirit. Early Methodism was very enthusiastic, very charismatic, we will call it today. And we spread that all over the world. When the academic David Hampton wrote his famous history of Methodism in the world, he entitled the book, The Empire of the Spirit, because it was the Methodists who went out and helped spread the Holy Spirit, Jesus' name, all over the world. We, we are the people of the Spirit. So let us bless each other. Please remember to take home your blessed journal and use it. We start on page 8 today. Through the Holy Spirit in us, God gives new life. God gives power. And God gives community. I want you to ask yourself today then, are you living a new life? A life free from sin, free from past wrongs and chains like pornography, gambling. Are you experiencing God's power? Are you enjoying God's community? If not, just ask God then for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit might fill you. God gives the Holy Spirit to all who call on Him. And as the people of the Spirit, let us call on Jesus and be prepared for fire. Come, let us pray. Father, we thank You for the gift of the Holy Spirit to all of us, to all who call on Your name. 
We thank you for your presence in us. We pray, Lord, every day you will shape us more and more to be like the people you want us to be. That we may spread your name through all the world. That all may acknowledge and glorify you. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.